Welcome to PostBurnout.com interviews. My name is Aaron Kavanagh and I'm the website's founder and editor-in-chief. PostBurnout.com is a culture website dedicated to venerating burnt-out artists the world over. Our interviews are mainly recorded to be transcribed, but every now and again we release the audio in a series we call PostBurnout.com interviews. If you enjoy what we do, be sure to subscribe. In this edition of PostBurnout.com interviews, we speak with the Miami singer-songwriter Julia Bott. Julia talks about her latest EP, Grab Bag, which releases tomorrow. The EP features four songs, a cover of Amy Charmander and Brooks' Mom, as well as two original songs, For the World and Time. Julia also talks about the brief sabbatical she took after releasing her album, It Is What It Is, last year, what made her return to music, mental health, how she went viral, and more. Hello. Hi. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> oh, how are you? I'm good. It's nice to talk to you. Um, yeah, so the first thing I was, I was going to ask, uh, quite simply, is like, so um, my understanding from kind of like your background, how you got into music was that uh, the kind of current project you were doing started um, as you were kind of leaving high school and um, kind of uh, grew organically through uh, Instagram predominantly. Um, yeah, I was wondering, is that... Um, in some ways, I mean, it seems like quite a sort of unique um, opportunity that kind of isn't really that like I think um, is sort of indicative of, of a generational thing in a way where it's like, you know, it, it's just an opportunity that I think like, you know, even like 20 years ago, people didn't really have. Um, I was wondering how you kind of um, how you kind of like grew uh, organically, I guess, through like uh, online media. I mean, it's a good question. Um, it It's something I will always say is social media is incredibly fickle. Um, I find that there are gaps in time or like little spaces in time where you it's just the right moment at the right time. Um, I know a ton of people who've gotten to where they are now because their music fit the vibe of that, that time and the mindset of that time, blah, 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 all that stuff. And I think that's kind of what happened for me. It was a couple of years ago. I like, I, you know, I've always been interested in music. I'd always written some stuff and worked with people and played live and stuff. But I decided to do covers online and people really took to that. And it did grow my my following a lot and gave me a platform pretty much. Um, and it's funny. I mean, since then, it's gone down a lot in the last couple of years. Um, like every couple of weeks, I'll, every week, honestly, I'll lose like a thousand followers or something crazy like that. It's kind of strange. Yeah. Um, it it was a really cool opportunity. I'm really glad it happened. It got me to a lot of people who still listen to me today, which is awesome. But it isn't something I would recommend as like, this is how you got to do it. This is like the way to go because it's really not, it's not, it's, it's hard. It's hard to keep up with all that kind of stuff and to try to keep people's attention on you when attention is ever changing and there are other things to pay attention to. You know, it's just, it's very strange. It's almost like a game of trying to keep people looking at you, and it's not something I like to play. But way I mean, again, it did give an opportunity. So, in a way, though, kind of like I think with like your music, there's a real sense of like freedom to it, where it's like you know, you don't you don't seem pigeonholed by genre or what you can sing about, like topics in your music or anything. I think like in in another way, I mean, that's kind of like sort of freedom these kind of opportunities uh, give you. Um, I was wondering, because like, you still self-release your music, so I was wondering like, what do you think the kind of advantages and disadvantages of, of doing the self-releasing route is versus like, uh, you know, being on label or, or stuff like that, or tr- uh, tr- traditional route of kind of getting your music out there? I mean, honestly, I don't know if I can speak properly to this, just because it's not, it, I would like to say I've made a choice to release things independently. I've 
I've never had the option to go through a label. I don't know if I'd want to, to your question, just because to my understanding, what comes with that is a lot of control that you lose. Um, and I think one of my favorite things, I mean, I am, my brain is just ever changing. My, my opinions are ever changing. The things I like are ever changing. So like, I'll make a song and then the next day I'll fucking hate it. Mm-hmm. Or I'll, I'll be like, I love this song for a couple of months and we release it. And then I'll be like, I fucking, I hate this. We can't release blah, 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 all that kind of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think I'm lucky enough to have people who are like, all right, all right, what do you want? What do you want to do? And I feel like you, or what I've been told is that you tend to lose a lot of that. Um, a lot of the decision-making, um, not to mention since I do self-release, I can do whatever I want. I don't have to fit into a genre. I don't have a a vibe that fan I don't have like a huge fan base that expects me to come out with one thing like like for example you know um the strokes yeah um so you know how their first album was like kind of game changing and it was really good and it wasn't it wasn't like too technologically advanced they're like dead spaces at the beginning of almost every song it's hilarious it's great and as they that band evolved people were like what the fuck are you doing like yeah. this isn't the strokes and it's like anything is the strokes people if they want to make it if they want to do it if this is what they're doing but you get kind of stuck in that box I find a lot of people do and I'm I don't know if it's because I change my style so often or because I'm you know not huge or like don't have a huge fan base but I don't feel the need to do that you know and it's lovely like I literally I kind of just got off from making um I don't even know how you describe it like a like a hyper like trip hop track like I it's it's fucking crazy it's like I don't I've never made anything like it and it's really fun and you know maybe I will release it maybe I won't I don't know but I have like that freedom to do so and it's awesome I don't have a deadline or anything you were kind of talking as we were kind of mentioning like um in, in a way it's a kind of platform like Instagram and now TikTok and stuff kind of offers people uh, it's, it's sort of an opportunity people have that they may not have had like at one point at one point but it's like um, I think simultaneously the the kind of um, uh, kind of like the the kind of uh, multi genre influence that everyone has nowadays is kind of like very much uh, I, I think a generational thing too. Where now we're like in a streaming culture where you have access to basically the history of like recorded music at your fingertips. Where it's like before, it's like I think it was a lot more. I think it was a lot easier to kind of get um, sucked into like rigid genres where it's like you know okay. Um, cause you, you know, you have finite amount of money, you have finite amount of space. Like I have to buy a vinyl, I have to buy a CD. It's like, you know, yeah, you kind of just absolutely. buy the same stuff that you know, you're going to like where now it feels like, you know, it's hard to imagine anyone just listen to one set of anything. Do you think like that has been sort of an influence, a generational influence, or do you think that's just more kind of what you've been like anyway, or if, if you can well, even answer really that. <laughs> it's a really good question. As I think about it, I mean, I technically I grew up in the age of like when Spotify was finally being like was made and was being you know I was I remember like everybody listened to like iTunes and then it was Apple Music and then everybody moved over to Spotify and that for me is like a very important thing that happened just because Spotify is unique in my opinion because it it's not just here's the music you like it's here's what we think you're gonna like here's everything that there is and we're going to tailor it to you Mm -hmm. and so I mean growing up like I 
first I listened to what my parents were listening to. So the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, Crosby, Stills, Nash, all these like older bands that I love. I love, like I love 70s soft rock and all that kind of shit. And then my sister, who's a couple, like two years older than me, she started listening to like alternative rock and all that kind of stuff. So I followed that and like whatever. And then as I got into my own, like as I got Spotify, I started developing my own taste and that was really shaped by the the kind of like essentially 80 different genres were presented to me at one time and I was like oh I like all of them yeah and so it was never really just like this is what I'm like after that point it was it's never really been like this is what I listened to whenever people ask me what my music is or or what I listen to <clears throat> sorry or what my favorite genre is or all this stuff I am no I have no answer because yeah. I like so much and that's because I've been exposed to so much for so long that it's like there's no I don't like I understand how a little bit back in the day people could have been like oh this is who I go see in concert and this is who I have all the ta- like the the fucking tapes to and all the vinyls to and all this shit then I get how it's more of a clear-cut answer but now I just don't understand how people can answer questions like well who's your favorite artist or whatever yeah there's so much going on all the time there's new music being put out every single day like it's it's crazy it's hard it's really yeah. hard the other kind of cool thing you're talking about like spotify too from the artist perspective it's like you know you can put something up and like instantly it's like around the world where like before it's like you know if you had a cd it's like oh i have to talk to the distributor in this country and this and it's like you know again it's just it was impossible i think for someone to really self-release on a global scale it's like maybe you could do it like locally um yeah you're based in miami i believe right in florida so it's like how do you find like um the reaction is like uh, internationally because I, I know you're like really big in mexico for example like uh you seem to have like a really big hit in Mexico. So I was like wondering like when you kind of get, um, when you kind of see your music growing outside of like, you know, where you live, like how does that kind of reaction? Well, I think that ties into Instagram, I will say. I think early on, the, the what the algorithm does is it show, it, it gives your shit to anybody, right? It's not just like, oh, here are the American people we, we think will like it. It's like, here's everybody. So yeah. early on, I've I noticed that I had a ton of people in fucking France and a ton of people in in Turkey and a ton of people in Berlin like Germany and all these places and I was like I haven't been to any of these places I don't know any I don't know anybody from this you know it's just again it ties into that Spotify and that Instagram like algorithm that it I was again fortunate enough to have that platform for a while where it's pretty big and not I mean big I wouldn't call myself big but I was like you know I uh, people were paying attention a little bit more and that just happened on a global scale because that's what social media is nowadays and what's cool about that is again social media is fickle but there are you know those few people who will hear it and go to your Spotify and follow it and then they'll listen to every new release they'll be listening to that shit and so then you have that constant stream of listens in Turkey or in all these places and it's awesome and I get like people commenting from God knows where I'm like, that's crazy. Like, that's actually crazy. I'd love to go like all these places I'd love to go to. And I don't know if I ever will or ever can for the reason for music and that kind of stuff, but it, it is, it's tremendously gratifying. I will say to know that it's not just like some weird little sect of like, you know, fucking Florida who likes my music or something. It's, it's something that extends beyond you know, languages and and different perspectives and different ways of living, and they still find a way to resonate with people. That 
means a lot to me. Yeah, and then actually, how, in the context of the kind of Miami music scene, I mean, how do you uh, feel you fit in? Is like Miami a very uh, uh, diverse musically? Is it a very diverse kind of place, or is there a particular kind of style, or how do you feel like um, your music kind of relates to it? I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I feel like I'm kind of an outsider of the music scene here, um, since I am by myself. Like a lot of people here will have like little bands and stuff. And so they have their buddies and they have their friends, their buddies, buddies, and they all come to their show and they like whatever. And another thing is you can ask anybody in Miami, really. It's a not an easy place to make friends. I think I've gotten, I've gotten and lost a lot of friendships and people um, just because it's a very specific mindset that people have here. And I think, especially in music too, it's like, there's half of the people in the music scene who are just chilling and doing it for the music because why not? They don't care about, you know, getting huge and getting recording deals and stuff. They just want to play shows in Miami because why not? It's fun. And then there's the other half who's like, fuck that. I want to be out of Miami. I want to be playing the big shows in Miami or I don't want to be like, I want to, I want to make myself and I want to be someone and I have plans and blah, blah, blah. And I find myself not really fitting in with either of those because um, I don't have the confidence to be on that right side of being like, oh, I, I'm going to make, like, I don't have that at all. But on mm -hmm. the other side, I have so much, you know, anxiety and doubt about my music and shit that it's not just like, oh, I'm going to go play shows because, like, I don't know who's going to come see me. I don't know. Like, I play shows when I can and stuff. I definitely am probably going to start playing some more um, since I took, a, I took essentially like a break from music for a while too, just because it's hard. It's especially with all that with Spotify and Instagram and all these people releasing music into the world, it's hard to find your place and know if you'll ever be successful in it when there's so many other people trying to do the same thing you are. Yep. Um, so, you know, the music scene itself is a strange one here, I would say. It's not quite as consistent as, say, um, New York or, or L.A., even though in New York, it, I think just the music, I think because of Spotify and because of Instagram, because of all the social media, each music scene is kind of changing. Yep. Because people are trying are gravitating towards, you know, the music scenes. And so then it's not quite the New York music scene anymore. It's the just a music scene where everybody is coming. Yeah. Or same with LA. Everybody's getting there so that they can join in on that music scene. So it's not quite I don't know. It's not quite the same as it was in terms of like, oh, the Miami music scene or whatever, that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 That's true. I think I, I get that feeling too, where it's like, you know, um, it, yeah, like all, all kind of music that's kind of being created now because it's that kind of like, um, because everyone does have such versatile taste, like there, there isn't like a particular sound. Like you were kind of mentioning like, you know, the strokes with that kind of like, uh, sort of like early 2000s, like New York kind of, um, uh like guitar revival indie rock music and it's like you know these were like particular scenes you can point to or you can go like you know oh and this you could was like the tell sound. what music was going to come out of it and you could yeah. tell what the vibe was going to be with it and now it's just kind of like a hodgepodge of everything which is neither here nor there but it's just how it is now you know the one kind of cool thing i see from that though is that you do see like um i find genre labels kind of um uh, dissolving a bit where you do feel, you do like if you go to a show locally you kind of like notice that like you know you do have like artists who are um you know just kind of like it sound nothing alike just kind of you know playing to the same audience which I think is really cool too yeah no I I I do I, I agree with that I think it's I think music is fun when you don't know what's coming 
yeah. a lot of the time. I think when you when you're like when I go to a concert or something, I'll make a choice to like either listen to the music that I haven't heard from these people or get surprised by it. And a lot of the time when I get surprised, I'm pleasantly surprised. But if I want to listen to it, then I know the songs and I can sing along. You know, yeah. it's 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 fun, I think, to have that element of surprise in all of it and you know not knowing who's going to come on not knowing who you're going to meet in these places not knowing what's going to come out of it not knowing that if what the old vibe was from this scene is going to produce that same music or not maybe it will maybe it won't you never know I think that's what's so fun about it it's like if all these people are meeting and you know mixing their styles and stuff there's cool shit that comes out of it you know yeah totally I think it's difficult to go to like a show and like not be inspired like even if like i don't know it's it's interesting because like you just go like see live music and you see like local bands and that like and it's just like it's very interesting where you kind of go like i understand that these scenes are kind of born because it's like you know um you go to the thing it's like shit i want to like incorporate bits of that i want to do a bit of that you know what i mean it's like everyone's just kind of like you know in awe of each other which i think is like uh it's really nice and i think it's making music and art a lot more interesting because um yeah. again it's not just like you know you listen to that well i listen to this it's like no we kind of both listen to the same stuff yeah. um <laughs> one thing i want to talk yeah, about I'm... actually sorry cut no no go for it no sorry one thing i want to talk about when it came to to sort of your music actually um is that i i believe I, I heard you were like talking about how you don't really like to overthink uh the projects too far in advance you just kind of want to to go with them when you um you, you have obviously a general idea, but it's like you don't want to like overthink about it because you feel that kind of like ruins the art or the spontaneity of the music itself. Um, yeah, I, I, I was wondering like, you know, how much of, of the music that you create is kind of like um, uh, like sort of intentionally thought out first and how much of it is just kind of how the end product comes out? Because one thing I wanted to touch on in particular is that, um, you know, you work with producers, I believe you're working with uh, Elliot Jacobson. And, you know, so you've been working with producers for a long time, but like when I listen to your music, I find that consistently has um, a very kind of like intimate kind of production style where if, if kind of gives that sense of like, you know, um, I guess the intimacy people have when watching something on say Instagram, I don't know if that was intentional or not, or if that's just how the, uh, how the kind of end product kind of came out. I think that's just how I make music, to be honest. I think I, I mean, I'm pretty open about this. I got mental problems. Like I have severe depression, severe anxiety, all this shit, plus, plus a ton of more, you know? Mm -hmm. But music is kind of, has always been the way that I can like get that shit out. Like, I don't know what I feel until I'm fucking, I sit down and I'm just like, I need to write something and I don't know why and it will make me feel better. And then I write something and if it's good, I'll send it to my producer and be like, hey. And then he'll be like, whoa, <laughs> like that's a lot of emotions, but let's do it, let's fucking go. Um, Lately, I've been getting into production myself, like producing my own shit, um, which I find opens a lot of doors, but you lose that spontaneity, in my opinion. Like when you're building layer upon layer, you have to think about it. And then you think, what's going to sound good with this? And what's going to sound good with that? And how do I make it sound good? When I write just songs with a guitar, I'm like, all right, what are chords that I can sing on? And then let's just fucking make the song and then we'll see how it goes. If it goes well, then maybe I can work on it. And then blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I, I usually, it's just, that's how it happens. A lot of it just kind of falls out of me and I'm just like, Oh fuck here. I guess now I have a ton of music and I don't know what to do with it. And (laughs) that's why it's cool to have a producer 
or people to work with because then it's not just all on me to be like, all right, what do I need for this? What is this going to be? I can give it to somebody and be like, what do you see in this? And then we can work together and like build back and forth. It's it's kind of similar to what we were saying with the music scene. It's like, I got a style, he's got a style, this person has a style. And I think it's the most fun thing you can do to be like, let's join them all. Let's all put an yeah. idea into it and see what happens because then just seeing what happens is my kind of way to go. It's like, let's try something and see what happens. I don't, half the time if not more i don't know what it's going to sound like in the end i have no fucking idea i just go with it you know which i guess is yep. an appeal i guess that's why it sounds so laid back a lot of the time um but you know it's just the way i hear it and the way it, like in the moment like especially if i'm work if i'm with my producer elliot and like we're at his home studio and he'll like show me what he's done to change the track then i'll like get ideas there and i'll be like whoa and then I'll start like talking to him in like a way that's not proper at all. I, I always give this example. I I remember one time I was like, I want this to be like bubblegum pop pink, like blah, blah, blah. And he was like, yep, I got it. Yeah. And I was like, all right, there we go. You know, <laughs> I, I never know what the fuck is going on. I'm just trying to make it sound okay. You find actually that's a benefit of working with like a consistent producer because I know like a lot of people work uh, different producers for each project. So it's like, okay, we're making this EP, try something new. But, like I, I do find like some people... There's a um there's a freedom in kind of self-producing in the sense that like um you can kind of just do things immediately without having to um sort of um I don't know like ask someone else to help you out. But then I find uh there there's another sect of people uh, such as yourself who do work with a kind of consistent producer throughout. And I find like it, it's an interesting kind of um relationship a lot of people have with their producers where it's like you know i'm bringing the song right and i'm bringing the music and i'm bringing the production side and kind of marrying the two together sort of uh create something that like the song just wouldn't be with just one or the other you know what i mean exactly i mean that's why i love that again i'm alone doing this a lot of the time i'm the one writing the shit and i'm the one singing the shit and i'm the one playing the shit a lot of the time and so passing half of that burden i would call it a burden honestly because it's it's for me, it gets me too in my head when I have to do it all myself because I'm thinking about how bad I did on this and this and this and this and this. When I have an idea and I can give it to somebody, especially somebody I trust, and I can have them tell me objectively what they think about it and then add their ideas in on it, I am no longer like, it's all on me to come up with all this shit. I can then share ideas and do more that I would never have been able to do because like two heads are better than one in my opinion always 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 I think it's just and with music especially there's so much I can't do and I'm sure I could learn how to do it but it would take time and lucky for me I managed to meet and work with somebody Elliot who has been doing this for such a long time where I can tell him what I want he knows exactly how to get that done on the other side now that I have started, I mean, half the time what I'll do is I'll just record shit at home, which before, like in the early days, I didn't know how to record. I didn't know how to record vocals or how to make them sound decent or how to put things together or how to quantify, quantize like any midis or anything. I didn't know how to do any of this shit. Um, and the more I learn, the more I'm able to like develop ideas and then send it to him. So it's almost like there's more than one producer on it even though I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, like now I can add in all these ideas that I wouldn't know how to do and that I can do immediately as soon as I think of them instead of being like, I have this idea, let me sing it to you and then you put it down on whatever. It's, I think, I think having it, both, having the best of both worlds is just the way to go. 
because you're it, it it's the best way to not limit your creativity i think one thing i wanted to ask because I, I thought it was very interesting what you're saying where you're talking about and i think like any kind of creative person will agree with this like uh, music being a therapeutic um exercise and i think like you know anyone who creates anything be it like writing or, or art or film it's like I, I think everyone kind of can relate to that at the same time i believe like uh, last year when you uh after you released your first album it is what it is i believe you're kind of having like um post-album burnout it was kind of like uh stressful i was wondering like in those scenarios in which like you know the thing that you're doing for therapy becomes sort of a thing that's like stressing you out like how does that feel how does that kind of work i guess you have some good questions. Um, <laughs> I try. That is probably, I mean, I, that's the problem for me, I think, is music is all I want to do. It really, it's the one thing in life that really, really makes me feel stuff. So, it's been a long time and a long journey for me over these last couple, like the last five plus years, I've been through a lot of shit and it's hard to keep going a lot of the time and music is one of those things or one of the only things that you know you go to a concert and all I feel is like concerts were kind of the things that got me into music I was like that must feel amazing to be up there and playing good music and knowing that it's good and feeling that it's good and feeling that other people think it's good and that everybody's just like having a good time and they forget for a little bit about like all that shit that's what music is to me and when you try to pursue it as a career, it no longer it takes that away a lot of the time because then you start having to think about numbers and what success is and what failure is and what that means to you and how other people are doing the same thing and having infinitely more success or infinitely more opportunities and how do you get there and how when do you know if you should just stop? When do you know if you should just give up and do a fucking normal job and do this on the side? It's it doesn't it's that's how that's most of what a lot like that album I released and it was my first album and I was like this is going to be great and then it did fine you know it didn't do amazing it didn't do horrible it, it did okay and I was like I don't know what I'm doing and then I had to start talking to the like PR people about making content so that I could promote this album and that's something that I hate doing because everything that I have to say I put it in music and then I have nothing else I I'm not as you can tell, I'm not going to be that person who's like, listen to my music. I'm so amazing. I'm so great. You should all listen to it. Cause I don't know. I don't know if I believe that fully. I like, I, I'm just kind of fucked up. So like, I will never be fully confident in my music. And that is something that I guess you need to be successful. I don't know. I don't know what success is for a lot of people. I don't know what success is for me. I don't know what is going to come. I don't know what I'm doing most of the time. So it's, it's it's strange it's a dialectic really to be so in love and so against music because it can turn into it can it starts out as something and then it turns into something completely different and you don't know what you're doing and it's it's a weird feeling and it's something that I I'm trying to deal with. like that's all what I've been told by people when I ask for advice is just to keep making the music and keep making good music and it'll come and that's kind of just a you know, when I have the mindset that I have, it's like, I don't know when it'll come. I don't know what's going what's gonna to come. I don't know what's going to be in favor with the audience. I don't know. It's something that I think I love and is amazing will just fall flat in terms of streams and all that shit. And then I'm like, I don't, what the fuck am I doing? You know? So it's, it's, yeah. it's weird. It's hard. 
but you know, again, all you can do is keep doing it. And especially when it's something that comes to me so naturally in terms of just expressing how I feel. I've the best advice that I can give myself is just don't think about the career aspect of it. Think about music, just do music. If you think about it, if you feel it, just make it and maybe something will happen. Maybe it won't, but I just try not to think about it because I'll fucking lose myself in it. You know, that's the thing that kind of like sucks about like kind of like doing music professionally is that it is an industry and it's like, you know, it's not just enough to get your music out and to create it. I mean, like I, I actually like, I, I don't do music anymore, but when I did, it used to drive me insane dealing with the technicalities of, of the production. Like I hated just like waiting around for like, um, you know, like, I don't know, just like, you know, uh, calibrating the mics or anything like that, or just like, you know, um, all the, um, all the like technical aspects. I just was like, Oh, just like, you know, I just walk away. And it's like, I think there is for a lot of people, there's this kind of creative outdrive to go, I want to express my emotions or I want to express my dissatisfaction with the world as I see it. Or, you know, you, you want to just like, I don't know, talk to people in a human team and a human way i guess and i think uh, music is one of the best like means of artistic expression what i really love about music is when you kind of uh i don't know when you like hear a song like a million times right and like you just know the lyrics verbatim and then like something happens in life and you're like oh shit i get those lyrics now <laughs> you know it's just like 100 yeah. yeah that's happened to me i've been i've been driving a lot just because you know it's something that helps me take my mind off of things and what's good about driving is you get to be in a fucking ball of music if you want to. You know, mm-hmm. you just play whatever you want and it comes out whatever. And so the way that I listen to music a lot lately, especially because, again, since I have so many fucking problems, is I listen to stuff I already know. So I don't have to think about new things and jealousy and all that bullshit that comes with it. Um, even though there's so much, there's so much good shit, but whatever. So I'll listen to my the same, you know, 2,000 fucking songs every time I go driving and that's a good amount of music. It's a good amount of hours. So it's not like I'm listening to the same shit over and over and over again. But just depending on how I feel, like sometimes I'll just be in a certain mood and I'll be driving and I'll listen. And I'll be like, oh, that I've listened to this song a fucking million times yeah. and now. Now I fucking get it. It's crazy. That's what's so fun about music. It's the same with production, too, is especially as I've been getting into production. Songs that I've loved for years. Now I hear shit and I'm like, oh that's how they're doing it or oh it's just a couple of this like a couple of chords and they fucking added some shit and that's what it is even though it sounds like it's something so complex and something I could never do blah blah blah, all the shit it's fun that's why I love listening to music that I know because there's always levels to it it's so fun yeah that was the I remember when I first learned about like how layering worked I was like oh shit like that's and then like you can't kind of unhear it it's very strange um yeah one thing like when it kind of comes to like the technical aspects of, of music itself, then um, like, I think like for some people that kind of like gets in the way, it's like, I want to express things directly to people. I want to be on a stage and just like, you know, playing music and, and kind of expressing things directly. But then at the same time, it's like, but I have to, I have to also understand, like, I don't know how effects pedals work. I have to understand how to get a good tone. And it's like, it's just like these like incremental things I think can really sort of break you, or at least it did for me. It, like, it drove me insane. I was like, I don't want to do music anymore. That's why I'm so happy that I, the way that I met my producer, Elliot, wasn't like on purpose. It was through a lawyer who was helping me with another issue, a music lawyer. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, I know this dude. And I think you guys would do well together. And so I, I at like, you know, 
I don't even know how old I was, was like 16 or whatever, 17, called this, you know, 27 to 30 year old man in a different state and was like, hi, how are you? <laughs> and it happened to work. And now, now one of my closest friends is a man who has two children and a wife. And it's like, it's very strange, but you have to understand that these people who do production and all these technicalities are just as, in my opinion, are just as much musicians as the people who are writing the music. It's like, mm. if you don't know how to control these levels, how to make it sound pleasing to the ear, you've lost half of the appeal of a song. And yeah, totally, it's an artistic expression that people yeah, don't appreciate. Exactly, exactly. Like you, it's half of the song is like how you want to portray the things that you're writing and saying. It's like, you know what the melody is, you know, whatever, but how do you want it to sound? How do you want the vibe to be? And that's where production is so important and so difficult because you there's so much that you can do and there's so many ways you can change each little thing that if you don't know what you're doing, it's so easy to get quite lost in it yeah. and just want to give up and frustrated. So the fact that I have somebody who knows what they're doing, that's why I work with him. That's a huge reason I work with him is because he's talented in the what and he knows how things are supposed to sound. If I say something, he knows what I mean and how that translates to how it's supposed to sound. And it, it's incredible. It's invaluable. It really is. It wouldn't, my music wouldn't be the way that it is without it. It'd just be some fucking songs that would hopefully sound okay. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing I want to talk about, actually, you mentioned briefly that you took a, a bit of a break from, uh, from um, writing and performing music. Um, yeah, when you, I think when you actually look at it from the outside, I mean, it doesn't look like there was uh, much of a break at all. I think this is like another thing that kind of with the modern uh, kind of music industry is that you really can't afford to take a break out. Like even during COVID, like people had to consistently because like people forget about you because there's so much stuff fine for your attention that's like, you know, you have to release a single every couple of months just so hey we're still keeping our name out you know or an ep or an album and then it's like you know um from your perspective then like you know you have a new ep coming out which we're going to talk about but like you know um having just released an album like do, do you find like there was a, a, a moment where you're like okay i released an album that's kind of it for now and i can take a bit of a break or was it kind of like no i now have to tour the record now i have to promote the record and it's just like you know it's just like consistent and then by the time all that's done it's like now I have to write new songs <laughs> yeah I mean I think it was a little bit of both I was I was burnt out I think a little bit because at that time when I was writing it wasn't quite at the volume that I'm writing right now because a lot of my writing and artistic creativity I guess has to do with my mental state mm -hmm. and in the last two years, that has changed a lot due to a ton of things, due to procedures, due to medications, due to lifestyle changes, due to whatever. And when I was writing that album, I was kind of like, I don't, I felt like I had to write to make, to get enough songs on that album. And once that was done, I was like, I've used up everything. Like I, half the shit I didn't even like truly it, it's not that I didn't truly feel it it's that it wasn't they didn't come the way I usually have music come to me and then as soon as that happened and I saw the numbers and how like that the stream how it was re released and how people reacted to it and I saw that it wasn't after all this work and all this like literally giving my body and soul over to writing some shit and 
hoping that it does well and it didn't do like you know it, it didn't i wasn't the next fucking doja cat or whatever the fuck is like sure. the big person at the time <laughs> and then i was like on a meeting with a bunch of people who were talking about how i i need to be making content and how i was having a really hard time with that and how they it would just give me what I had to do. And then I would just make the content and I like lost it. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, this doesn't feel like music to me. It feels like marketing and I'm not here for the marketing. And so I took a really, a, a break and I focused more on, you know, mental health and that kind of thing. And I did something called TMS, which is like, um, it's like a, a non-invasive brain surgery. You could call it, if you will. It's like, um, electromagnetic therapy kind of thing it targets a certain thing in your brain and for about six months I was good I wasn't really too depressed or anything bad but I stopped writing and I stopped listening to music new music completely because it made me feel bad because then I would think back to music and think about how I stopped and how it made me feel when I released that album and how all that shit all like how after all the music and the creativity was done all the shit that comes after it just didn't make me happy and after six months that shit wore off and I pretty much ever since have just been writing 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 a whole bunch of shit that it so it's complicated so it's like do I trade you know your mental state for like creativity and like how it's the whole thing that's why I took that break is like I don't know where the two where the balance is right and right now I'm doing okay and I'm writing a ton of music and other than that I don't really know what I'm doing and so I could release it and then I could go fall back into that same pattern or I could release it and it'll go well or I can re release it and I can ignore it I, there's so much shit that I could do and I just don't know what to do you know because yeah. it is so much of a business yeah I'm, and one thing I want to ask them so like when you're kind of pouring like um uh, these emotions into your music and these kind of like personal details into your music then like um is there ever worry then like when you kind of if you got over it, let's say but these songs became hits and they became part of your like repertoire that it'd be kind of like um digging up old wounds or would it kind of be more like well i'm detached from that now i'm over it and i'm just kind of like automating these songs in a way in my performance if that makes sense i know it's kind of a cynical approach but no 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 not at all <laughs> I mean, it's it's funny. I just wrote a song that kind of wrote, I essentially wrote down my life story and all my like shit. And I am debating if I want to make it into a proper song just because it is pretty heavy. Mm -hmm. The way I write about it, it's not, I'm not fucking too explicit about anything, but it's it's heavy and it's pretty dark and it, it's it's who I am. It's my entire story. And I, as a person, if you meet me, as you can fucking tell, I'm not shy about this kind of stuff because it's been years of, dealing with it for me like I'm 21 but it doesn't feel like it like I've dealt with a lot of shit that most people don't have to or don't want to or don't even think about and so a lot of people when I write about it are like are you sure you want to put that into the world are you sure you want people to know about that and for me it's like this is all I know all I know is what's happened to me and what my experiences are and that's what's shaped the way that I think about the world which isn't great it's not a bright view it's just it's who I am and you know that the issue is more making other people comfortable mm. and that's a something that I've always had to do all my life and what I what music is for me is 
fuck everybody who's comfortable. This is what I feel. And so when you're trying, when I, when I wrote that song, it's like, now I have to think about it. Does, will this song make people uncomfortable? And even if it does, am I prepared to deal with that? And I think I am. But again, even writing that song made me like, I was like crying half the time just because like, I feel, I feel like writing music is a good way to reflect on things for me, I guess, because I, since words just come out, if I think about something, I'll write something and be like, oh, I didn't even know I felt that way. Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like free flowing. You just kind of like get out of your own way and just let whatever comes out, comes out. Yeah. And it happens to go to some music and especially like rhyming for me is like, some people may feel trapped by it that you have to like rhyme shit, certain shit to like make a song sound good. For me, it's almost a pathway. I know what words to use because it has to work with the last, you know, sure. stanza or whatever it has to work with the last sentence. And so that way I can say what I want to say in a specific way. And it's all, it's just like a pathway for me. And so writing is just like, organize your thoughts kind of into a piece of time where for three minutes you can fully just be in that feeling. And so all those feelings come out. And again, it's, do I, is this making people uncomfortable? Am I going to regret this? Am I whatever? But that's just how I feel, you know? And at this point, I just don't really care anymore. It's like, this is, it doesn't go away. These like feelings don't go away for me. I happen to feel things on a really, really intense level, which I've been told is a blessing and a curse. Cause you know, I can write about it and I can be creative, but it's also like the toll that it has is quite immense, you know? Right. So it's, it's 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 a weird little balance um of just making other people comfortable and making myself happy yeah i've a i've a similar sort of experience i guess like where um i, I used to use the um, medium to write articles to website medium and uh, i wrote like an article basically just about like you know uh depression suicide and i was kind of like yeah uh, once i put it up i was like you know it felt therapeutic initially it was like you know felt like kind of relaxed but then like people start responding to it and like everyone's being very polite everyone's being very nice and like even saying it was like really good and stuff but you just kind of like i was like i don't know i feel like a bit of an asshole now. like i'm making people worried and stuff it's just like a very weird that's feeling exactly kind of what it is yeah that, like <laughs> i mean since you said it like yeah i i've had like a suicide attempt in the past which you can choose to include or not i really just don't care but um it it's hard to like like your reasons and your depression is different from other people's depression and their reasons people are always going to be going through harder and worse shit than you are no matter what so half the time I'm just like I'm too fortunate to be depressed like it's not fair to other people that I feel so shit all the time and I feel just never okay to when there are people who have proper reasons. So when you write shit like that, it's like, it almost feels like you're asking for sympathy mm -hmm. when it's like, I'm, I don't even know what you're, I don't even know what it is. It's just, this is what I feel. This is how it is. And the way that people react, that's how, why I say like, you have to make people comfortable because if they're uncomfortable, they'll attack you or they'll, they'll try to just like pity you and all this shit. And it's like, I don't know what reaction I want to come from it. I don't think that far. And when you release it, that's all you think about. You no longer think about how you felt when you made the music. You no longer think about the way that you thought about the music. Now it's just like, fuck, what are other going to be? What are, should I have not done this? Should I have yeah. kept this all to myself? Should I have just been some bright, happy person, and not let people deal with the shit? 
but it's also like this is a huge part of who I am it always has been it always will be like and there's no way around it I don't have a choice so it's like why do why do I have to pretend yeah well one thing I think like no you were kind of like mentioning there and I think it's something that permeates like a lot of people's thoughts who maybe have depression or have anxiety and stuff is that I think like we can have um, sort of a a kind of means of like quantifying misery where it's like, oh, you can't be sad because like the kid down the road, mom died or something. But it's like, you wouldn't do that with like happiness. It wouldn't be like, oh, you can't be happy because, you know, the dude down the road won the lotto when you didn't, (laughs) you know what I mean? I would never even do it to another person. Exactly. That's the thing. You can have empathy for other people, no matter how quote unquote trivial or inconsequential what their feeling is but like when it's yourself it's like you know you, you're not allowed to it's like you know i know i think it's like yeah. a really i think it, it kind of perpetuates the issue it's i mean everybody is their own worst enemy i really do think that i know on mine i know that for a fact i always have been i always will be and you know recently i went to I drove about three and a half hours to Key West just because I didn't know what else to do and I didn't want to feel bad. And so I was like, fuck it, let's go. And I brought my guitar and I was like, I'll just go and I'll be there at sunset and I'll go to the beach and I will record some covers. And, you know, recording in public is hard for me because I always get nervous that other people are, you know, listening or won't like it or I'm bothering them. And so I found a little spot in the middle of fucking nowhere And all of a sudden this guy comes over and he was clearly, you know, either under the influence of some shit or mentally ill, which, you know, as me being who I am, trust me, I get it. So like, I'm not, I don't really care. Mm -hmm. And he was talking to me. He asked if I knew the Beatles and we just started talking and he was saying how he he started crying and he's what 54 this older man he said uh today I broke 20 years of being sober I had my chip I had everything and I lost it because I found out in the last few months that I have terminal cancer and it's in all of me it's everywhere Mm. and he was so upset with himself he was so, he was just beating himself up. And then he just kept on saying 20 years gone. 20 years is just gone. And to me, all I can think of is like, why aren't you proud of those 20 years? Do you know how many people couldn't do that? Like that's an, a crazy impressive thing. Not to mention you have something now that you have to deal with that nobody, no one is emotionally equipped to deal with. And so there I was, some 21-year-old girl, like, consoling this 54-year-old crying man. And at that point, I was like, we all just fucking hate ourselves. Like, we yeah, totally. we give a break to everybody but ourselves. And, like, that's all. I, I was, like, consoling this man and being like, trust. Like, I know how difficult it is, but then I don't. I don't know what it's like to have terminal cancer and to have it eating away at you and all this shit. Like, people are going through so much shit, and we all still somehow feel the same. It's it's a very strange world we live in. Yeah. I, that that stuck with me. Just it doesn't matter who you are or where you're from or what you're dealing with. Everybody just hates themselves. Yeah. And so all we can do is just try to cheer each other up. <laughs> it's very weird. Yeah, it is. And it's kind of like also sometimes when people do open up and I've had <clears throat> the reaction where it's like, you know, you you finally kind of get to the perspective where you're like, okay, I'm just gonna say it. And like all they can 
and you know they don't know what to say and so it's like they can only kind of like offer sort of general platitudes and kind of like you know oh it gets better or something like that it's just kind of like i feel yeah. worse now <laughs> dude oh my god when people give me advice i'm gonna i like i want to kill them it's like do you not think i've been yeah talking to doctors and talking to like professionals for like the last 10 years like trust me it's been like a journey and then everybody is just kind of like oh but you haven't tried everything it's like oh i'm gonna kill you yeah. i'm gonna fucking kill you yeah because it's like when you say something to in most people don't mean to they don't mean to invalidate you by giving you advice and shit but it feels so much like dismissal of all the shit that you've done and all the shit you've been through when people say oh there's still something else there yeah it's like all right well fuck me <laughs> like yeah. I, just everything i do doesn't matter because you have some miracle cure that you and i both haven't discovered it's like it's a it's a weird thin line that you have to walk on when you're trying to make somebody feel better yeah totally you know totally. yeah and then also people say like oh i'm here for you it's like yeah but i'm never gonna take you up on that <laughs> like i'm never uh -uh. Gonna... <laughs> no oh i'm gonna my i'm doing it right now i've been isolating myself from my friends i've been like like that's hmm. we all have fucking coping mechanisms that are either healthy or not healthy and we stick to them and it's not great but like it's it's all it's just something that i've been thinking about in the last couple of weeks which is really interesting to me i know this has gotten a little off the topic of music no, no, I apologize. No. <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, it's i think people mental illness in itself is just a crazy thing to think mm. about that like people develop the same way of thinking who have never met who have yeah. never been in the same political climate the same mental climate the same social circles the same customs the same culture nothing and somehow we all not all of us but there are people who just all have something in common and that's fucking mental like you know being depressed or having bpd or having whatever it is it's so wide it's just an innately human thing it's so strange that it's it's natural almost to have a wire loose yeah, you know totally, totally. very strange yeah, I know it's like, okay, yeah, sorry, yeah. Okay, let's go back to your music. No, no, you're good. I'm sorry. I just don't, I don't mean to like backtrack you so much. I don't, I know you probably don't want to write about all this shit. No, no, I think, I don't know. I, I think this is a more interesting conversation, honestly. Yeah, I do too. I try to, that's, that's kind of something that I do though. I just, I try to keep things light because I worry that I get too heavy for people. Uh, I, well, I know I can't talk for other people's back, but I actually find this, believe it or not, therapeutic. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about your EP then. So it's, it comes out uh, November 17th. <laughs> it's very strange, very strange, like, transition. I couldn't do it organically. Yeah, no, I, like, well, I mean, trust so me, I get it. I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Grab Bag. It's, uh, it's kind of based, actually, uh, as we're kind of uh, circling back to what we were talking about earlier, it's kind of based on, like, um, your Instagram um, um, kind of um, career, I guess, like, where you're kind of, like, you know, it was sort of a grab bag of, of covers yeah. you wanted to, to take. And there's two uh, covers, there's two originals on, on the EP. I was wondering, actually, uh, first of all, I mean, when it kind of comes for you um, deciding which songs to cover and, and which artists to cover, um, is there a process there? Is it just kind of like, I like this song and I think I can do something interesting with it? It's never, I think I can do something interesting with it. It's always, I like this song. Yeah. And I want to play it. And then I play it to the way that I can. Because I'm not, I'm not a fucking guitar maestro or anything. Like, I think a lot of people think, oh, she always plays the guitar. She must be really good at it. No, hmm. I am not. I play enough to get by. I cannot pick. I cannot do half the chords. I can't do all this shit. So when I cover stuff, 
it often sounds different because I'm just trying to make sure it sounds okay. It sounds somewhat similar to what it is. So I'll change the key. I will change the tempo. I will add less, you know, beats than there are in it, whatever. And I guess that resonated with a lot of people, like just people liked it. And so that's what started my career pretty much. And when I did the grab bag, I didn't think of it as, I didn't know it was going to be grab bag at first. I was like, I haven't made music in a while. What should I do? And I had two songs and I had, which kind of, I don't even remember. I'm pretty sure I, I'm pretty sure I started out with a cover. I heard Charmander and I'd been just listening to it for weeks and finally something clicked. And I was like, maybe I should start doing music again, try something again. And I covered it and I posted it. And my manager was like, this is fucking lit. We should do this. And I was like, you know what? I'm so down. And so we kind of worked on that. And then during that same time, I think I was like, I would write a couple of things here and there. And so I ended up having those two songs and then two covers of two songs that I really love. Songs that every time I listen to, I'm like, yeah, that still hits. That hits very much so. Um, and I will say it is kind of a, a sad boy hour EP. There's one like pop song and then the rest are all kind of like, oh, she's not happy. Um, <laughs> and I've been thinking about that a lot, especially since I've been releasing the two singles. And now that I'm going to be releasing this album, it's just going to be two more sad songs, <laughs> kind of. But to me, like Mom, for example, is just beautiful the way that song itself is beautiful it deserves all the attention in the world I was able to redo it in a way that I actually think which I often don't say about my own music is it it turned out really nice I really like it and that's kind of what this album or this EP rather is to me is like these are songs I'm happy with um which I'll be honest as I've been releasing and listening that it's so fucked up how releasing shit changes me and changes my opinions because as soon as I see the way it performs I'm like I hate this song and I start picking out the flaws that I cannot change anymore because it's already released um so you know I'm always kind of moving on to the next thing and so this this EP actually I wrote or we finished about six months ago it's been kind of just hanging around because we were waiting for a couple of things like art and some other shit um and so now I have literally like a hundred more songs. And so now I'm I'm thinking less about it. I kind of just want to get that EP released so I can start working on some other shit. Um, and I think for now, my plan is to just forget, like Grab Bag especially was me being like, fuck an album. I, like I did an album, I did a single, I did an EP, I did all that shit. So now I can just kind of do whatever the fuck I want. I could do another album. I don't feel the need to. And so I just did a short little, you know, four song EP kind of thing. And I'm happy with it. And I'm ready to move on to the next thing. And that was just kind of a, a little stage in my life that I'm glad is somewhat immortalized. You know, it was me yeah. getting back into music, trying new things, um, being sad. But, you know, it's, it's I, you know, it was fun. And now I'm, things aren't, things are probably going to sound a little different from now since in the last six months I've been getting into producing in different sounds and all that kind of shit, mm -hmm. um, piano especially. Um, but 
this EP does hold a little special place in my heart just because of where it came from. Yeah, and actually, um, kind of, uh, I do notice that kind of like as you mentioned, the kind of you're saying like, I'm happy with it now. And it's like, you know, as as some of you were saying, like sometimes you can get quite uh, critical of your own music, of your own art. And um, I was wondering then, like, um, when you kind of do covers, because um, covers are kind of an interesting thing, because I, I know like a bunch of like musicians now take a lot of pride in the fact that they don't do covers. So they're like, oh yeah, I don't do covers. Like you know, it's like. They just kind of passively say it in a kind of like, but it, it kind of, I don't know, to me, maybe it's just me interpreting it, but I always say it's like, yes, we're too good for that. But um, I think it's cool about covers is that like, you know, you were saying like you, you kind of, whether uh, as you feel through limitations of, of what you can do or just in general, just wanting to make something different, like you can't really make it one for one. There's always just going to be a little thing off here and there. Um, and what I think it's interesting is that like, do you find then when you kind of listen to a song you write that's an original versus a song that you covered, um, do you find um, it can kind of, you can have more of a sort of an objective look on uh, you as a musician or do you find that's just kind Absolutely. of the same? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You're fucking, <laughs> I like, you're good at this. I get why you do it. Um, I try my best. <laughs> I, if I know a song is good, then all I have to worry about is did I sing it well? If I don't know a song is good, I have to worry about literally everything about it. Um, covers to me, I do understand when people say like, oh, I don't do covers. I don't fuck with covers. I get it. Whatever. You do you. For me, it's like, these are tributes. These aren't, this isn't imitation. This isn't, you know, gel. this is literally like, I want more people to hear how good of a song this is because I think it's great. And so here it is. Here's what I can do with it. Here's like, whatever. Listen to the original thing. Listen to mine. Hear the difference. Whatever. But listen to all of it. Um, if I play shows, half the songs are covers. Why? Because they're crowd pleasers. People like songs they know. And like, as much as when I say a crowd pleaser, I'm like part of that crowd. <laughs> like when I write a set list, it's like, what do I want to hear? And as much as everybody loves an indie artist, whatever, I think like I my gigs growing up when I was first getting started I used to play like three to four hours straight of just like music at some like bar thing at some like restaurant bar sometimes to nobody but I that they pay, that's what I was there to do and I I, I don't think they even pay, paid me for it I think I got tips and food if I mm. you know whatever and so those people wouldn't come there to listen to Julia Bott's new songs, they came to listen to some music and eat some food. They don't care about me. They don't care. And that was an interesting and pretty amazing feeling where it's like, I don't have to worry about impressing people with what I can come up with. I just am here for ambient music and I can pull that off. And so for a lot of time was just covers and covers and covers and covers. And they're fun. They're really fun. It's fun to just take a song and see what you can do to, to the best of your ability. And I I have a thing in my wallet, in my old wallet. And it's like a little note that somebody gave me while I was playing. And it was like, I loved your cover of Drake. Like, blah, blah, blah. like that's the other thing is you can do anything. You can fucking do Drake. You can do, uh, aim, like my top ones that people love are like Valerie by Amy Winehouse. Um, what's that song by Drake? Like either One Dance or Hotline Bling by Drake, um, something from The Strokes, something from like Ella Fitzgerald, some fucking, like all these, like 
that's what's so fun about covers is like you can bring all sorts of music together and people will know them and like them and be like oh that's awesome and so and that's the way I think of covers it's like truly like it's a tribute it's just it's it's something that everybody likes and so why wouldn't you it's not hopping on a on that train and being like oh everybody I like this song too it's like join in join yeah. in on all these people who like this thing it's and then you, thing. we all like it it's fun it's just fun yeah <laughs> well i think it's kind of interesting is because like that's a very like unique um environment i guess to be doing music is in like a restaurant or something and uh what's kind of cool is like you know i think like a restaurant you won't have like a similar demographic where you go to any concerts like you know generally you can be like okay the people going to this show tonight are going to be like around this age and like maybe even like you know they'd be kind of like richer or they maybe you know whatever you can kind of tell um because i used to work in venues and stuff and you could always kind of tell like you know yeah. Like, like two weeks before the gig they're like oh this guy is on oh geez he's gonna bring this kind of crowd that's just gonna be like rowdy and like yeah. difficult and shit yeah. um so yeah, it's like yeah yeah. But 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 it comes to like a restaurant, I mean, like you have no idea it's gonna work uh, walk in. It could be like, you know, uh, a grandparent with their eight year old kid. And it's like, you know, you have to kind of like know, you know what I mean? It's like you have to kind of have something like, that's gonna get them all. It's that's it's that's that's what I mean by like joining in on the fun of covers. It's like when you play one type of music, it's cool and people will either like it or not. But if you play you can tailor music so that everybody likes it. There was an older couple that came in and they like yelled and they're like, can you play? What was it? <sighs> fuck, fuck, fuck. It's like a very classic song. It was like a classic, like love ballad, like a, a jazz standard. And mm -hmm. they were like, can you play this? And I was like, fuck it. Yeah, I can look it up and try to play it. Let's do it. I know the song. Like if I know a song and I can find the chords, I can most likely do it, you know? And so this lovely old couple just got up and started dancing to like the song it's just like like it was adorable like proper like like i don't i'm not i'm not a fucking dancer the one where they're you know you're together and they're like slow dance slow dancing yeah, so slow fuck dancing. me whatever <laughs> um they were like proper slow dancing and having just a great time and it's like and in the least fucking selfish way i can say this it's like i gave that to them i was able to do that for them and that made me feel so nice like <laughs> It's it's lovely to see people enjoying themselves, and that's really all I want to do is I want people to enjoy themselves when they hear music. Yeah, so in an in interesting way, music is kind of, uh, I guess you could say therapeutic, but not just for yourself. I mean, it is kind of like almost a collective therapy, if you think about it. I mean, you are kind of brightening people's day, and like people might have shit days and come in just like hear a song they like or, you know, just have fun. I mean, it's interesting because like I think when you go... I've definitely been in environments where I've just been having a shit day for whatever reason. And I might even just be kind of like feeling a little under the weather and you go to like a gig and you kind of go, okay, I'll, I'll go out of the house or whatever. And then it's just like a right crowd, the right show will just kind of like lift you in, in a way. So it's like, it's, there is something kind of, I guess, selfish in the sense that you're kind of getting a benefit from it, but there's something kind of altruistic too in, in, in sharing music. And it's kind like of a bringing give music. and take really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is mutually beneficial, I think. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, I never started out music for the sole purpose of being like, I want people to like me and like my music. I did it because of the feeling that I get, because I don't get the, in the last couple of years, I don't feel as strongly as I used to about things, especially in a positive light. And so music has consistently been a thing that I will always get 
the strongest and the most intense of feelings from. And that is something that I know so many other people get. And so the ability to do that for other people, that's kind of my dream is like, I want people to react to music the way I react to good music. I want them to react to my music the way I react to really like the songs I love. That's all I want because that feeling is just one of the best feelings in the world when you hear a new song and you're like, oh, I feel this in my heart and my body and everything and I just feel it. It's just, it's the best thing in the world. It really is. Um, I guess uh, I'll ask like two more questions, I guess. You've been very gracious with your time. <laughs> um, one, one thing I want to ask is actually, because um, you were talking about like, you know, sometimes you find it, you're very critical of your own music and even after it's released. But uh, obviously when you're when you're making an album or an EP or anything, or even just choosing which song to release as a single, you have to make a kind of um, editorial choice, a kind of curation. You have to kind of be a curator and kind of go, this song is better than this song, blah, blah, blah. I was wondering, um, was that something you had difficulty with? Um, and obviously, like, you know, you were talking about working with Elliot and, and working with other um, contributors. I mean, obviously, uh, there are other music uh, musicians who add um, uh, parts of the song too. So um, do you find like, those are decisions that you could make independently or is that something you have to kind of work with other people to kind of gauge what they think is good or how exactly does that process work? So almost every song I write that I actually somewhat like that I think there might be potential in, I will send to my producer. I'll just record it as a voice note and I'll send it. Um, he will tell me, because I, I do hate every everything I do I really do I can't I would love to say that there are certain songs that I just love and like have my whole confidence in. there's not a single song I have that has my full confidence unfortunately and so I rely because since I can't be objective about myself I will always be biased towards the negative I need people to be objective for me and be like this is technically a good song or this is technically weak and so that's kind of how it starts is I'll send that song and if it's a really good song and my producer also likes it and we both have a ton of ideas then it turns into something else and if it doesn't end up turning into anything that's how I know it's like oh that's it wasn't worth it it's not it's not worth like going on and even after I've had that idea and even after Elliot's done it and said this is a good idea I still question it and then so that's why that's again why I like to work with so like to your credit I half the half of my music is like other people on it which are like fantastic talented people and that's something that I love to do because it's like collaborate with me tell me what you think will make this better because I'm not the person who's like oh you can't touch my shit you have to do it the way I saw it I will never be that person if you have an idea for it, I want to hear it and I want it, it, it most likely will be better than anything I can think of. And then there we go. And so that process of having all these people work on something is every step along the way is more affirming because it's like, all right, we all believe in this or like, we're all like hearing something at least. It's not just like, oh fuck, I don't have a part for this. Let me think of some bullshit. Like that's usually how it goes. And so it kind of builds my confidence as the song gets developed. Um, and that once it is fully done and I have other songs that are similar, that's when I have to be like, all right, which is going to be the single, which is going to be whatever. And that just fluctuates like every day. Like lately I've been like, maybe I shouldn't have released Charmander. Maybe I shouldn't have released um, 
for the world as a single. Maybe I should have done mom as a single. Maybe I should have done time. Like uh, the last interview I did, the lady was like, I couldn't get time out of my head. I blah, blah, blah. blah. And I was like, fuck, should I have done that one? I don't know. Yeah. And I think the problem also all, with the EP all... is that you can't then have like several singles. I mean, yeah, like we have, uh, my producer thinks that the best thing to do is do as many singles as possible to get exposure, which I agree with. But then it, it then, the time of it all, having mm-hmm. to wait a month and then a month and then a month or whatever for like a single, a single, and then the album, it's like, I'm going to fucking lose it. I, you can't give me this much time with this yeah. music or else I will fucking kill, I will hate it. That's just how I am. So I try not to listen to it. I try to forget about it until release. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty, that's pretty decent, you know? <laughs> um, and even so, I'll still like, I'll hear it and I'll be like, fuck, I wish we could change this. And Elliot's like, we're releasing it in a week. We cannot change it. Like, All right. Well, I'll make peace with it, you know. And I never fully will. There all there's there are parts in every song that I'm like, I wish I could have changed this, or I don't like this. And I never listen to my own music. Like I can't do it, you know. Yeah. I don't like I, I, listen to it and any of that shit. I it's just it's that 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 approval for myself that you're asking about is just it doesn't really come. Yeah. It comes for moments. Well, it's never long lasting because I just I'm again I'm my I'm my biggest fucking hater. So I I think that's like so many creative people though. It's like it's such a it's such a kind of universal uh, feeling. I think for anyone who creates anything, it's like you know I talk to so many people here and like you know they're like I never listen to my own music. I never you know so I never read my own piece. I'm just saying like I never read my pieces once it go up. I'll never listen to like an episode of my podcast you, once it goes up. <laughs> have you? Sorry to cut you off, but have oh, you, you? You know about. Childish Gambino slash Donald Glover and yeah, 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 his comedy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he has a joke that I think about all the time. And it's like, I was driving in a car and I picked somebody up and I was listening to my own music and somebody was like, you listen to your own music? And he was like, that's as if a sandwich maker who makes sandwiches professionally came home from work and made a sandwich. And his wife was like, what the fuck? How <laughs> dare you? What are you doing? It's like, I wish I had that relationship with music where it's like with my own music where it's like this fucking bangs dude I don't give a fuck like that <laughs> I thought that was so funny I think like if I wish I had that relationship with my music where I was just like everybody come on listen you know <laughs> um actually and then I guess the final thing I'll ask is actually when because you were saying you have like hundreds of new songs like and, and kind of like you're just consistently writing now and um, do you find like um now that the album is out now uh, sorry I mean your uh, your previous record um like do you find like now that you kind of have that done and you know you like you were saying you have a discography now at this point like a, a very sizable one of like an album two EPs and a bunch of singles like do you find that um, music has kind of um returned to being an outlet for uh fun which is kind of what started I mean it's like you know fun and, and recreation and and um you know but also trying to express things and do you find that it has returned to that? And do you think um, that's reflective in your music? Or do you think, I don't know, how do you feel your music, I guess, is changing or your your attitude to music is changing uh, now going forward? I think, to be honest, I think it has a lot of, a lot to do with what I think I can do. Hmm. Um, I feel myself to be very limited in a lot of things. I don't think I'm very good at very many things. And over the last couple of months, I've had re- reason to believe that maybe I'm not as shit as I think I've been in contact with somebody who kind of got me back into writing because after the I wrote that the the EP that's about to come out I stopped again and I didn't write I didn't listen to new music and this guy who I really like came and 
to my DMs and was like, hey, I have the song. Would you like to work on it? And ever since I've been writing. Um, and so I really credit all my shit to him. But I, I am now able to think, okay, I don't have to do anything specific. I don't have any rules. I don't need to release an album. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So, and that's just kind of where I am at life. I think the way that I make music has a lot to do with my mental state, which is really always changing because I happen to have something where it's always changing and I can't control it. And I think now, since I have a couple, I, I think I got that inspiration back a little bit where I was like, just because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing doesn't mean I have to give up on music. It can, I can just not know what the fuck I'm doing in music, which means I have now like 30 songs of complete different genres, you know, and I can choose what I want to do with that. I can choose if I want to release it. I can choose if I want to just do a fucking shit ton of singles of just different shit and just keep releasing stuff. Cause I don't have, I have a job. Like I don't have to do anything i i don't have a huge fan base that's begging me for shit like i can really just do whatever and i'm excited about that because i don't know what's gonna come and that's as soon as i know what's coming i then overthink it and if i don't know what's coming of course i'm overthinking all the bad things and all the possibilities but i don't i don't know what's gonna happen I don't yep. know how things are going to be. I don't know how songs are going to turn out. I don't know which songs are going to end up being the right songs or which ones are going to, I have no fucking idea. And you never will. I think even like people who, you know, actually do this professionally, who get paid to like, you know, listen out for a single. So if they don't know either, I mean, it's like, it's, you, it's you just. You never know. There's no, there's no like, there's no, there's no formula for the music industry. Exactly. Yeah. Like, for Instagram and for Spotify, there's like their little tricks and little whatever you can get on play it, whatever. But for music in general, you never know what's going to happen next. And that's something I've been really leaning into because I don't know. I don't want to know what happens next right now because I don't have confidence in it. So it's best to just focus on how I feel and how I feel right now is every time I go in the car and listen to music, I'm like, I want to go home and make something, yeah. you know, and that's a really nice feeling to just want to make music not for any specific reason just because you feel like it's what you want to do it's the way you want to behave I don't I, it's kind of a I, it's always been like a, a hard thing for me to explain just because since music is so fucking important to me it's so on so many different levels like it's it's very like it's one of the it it's it's like saved my life essentially the, it's something that I believe in but I don't believe in anything else and like it's nice to have, it's almost like a companion to me, music, which is like, like, it can come in all these different forms, but it will always make me feel a certain way. Not, not saying I know how that is going to feel, but I know I'll always feel something. from, it. And that is something I treasure. I really do. And so making music, when I don't know how I'm going to feel, and just letting those feelings like happen as I make it. That's what I'm enjoying right now. That's perfect. Um, I'm I'm glad you're enjoying it again. That you're still having the sparks of inspiration. I think. Uh, uh, I uh, I'll give you. I'll, I'll end just by uh, uh, kissing your ass a bit about this. But I think uh, the world is better for <laughs> your music. Uh, I really do, and I, I think it's great that you're you're continuing. Um, 
And even if you doubt yourself, uh, believe me, you shouldn't. But I know again, again, it, it's like yeah. it, it's a difficult thing if when people when other people kind of compliment your music, compliment your art. It always just goes on deaf ears. I get it, and I, I, it's, I have. It's, it's a strange industry for me to be in as the person that I am because I, you could tell me, there could be four thousand positive things, and yeah. I'll see one <laughs> negative thing, and I'll be like, "That's it. I shouldn't be doing this. I'm a fucking fraud." Blah 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 blah. It's just, it's how I think. It's always how I will think, and so I feel so horrible for the people who are like, "You're so good." Yeah. I want to. <laughs> oh my god, thank you. It means so much, which it does. But I'm also like, you're lying. I don't know why. I have something in the back of my head that's like, you're lying. You just don't believe it. I get it. Because like, you know, people compliment my writing and stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, okay, thanks. And it's just, it's, I don't know. I, I get it. I think every it's kind just of... like what comes out and you're like, mm, yeah. what I do. Thanks, I, I think, whatever. Yeah, I think like, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it is the creative response for it to kind of go in deaf ears and go, thank you. You know, and just kind of go, oh, but I still like it. You, yeah, you kind of know what, how a person is and how they make music and why they make music to me, like based on the way they react to compliments yeah. of their music. Yeah. Because like some people who just brush it off, you're like, yeah. What the fuck yeah. are you doing? Uh, what are you up to? You know your music is so good, huh? Fuck you. I didn't know I, I've been in positions like that where you know you see a set and it's like really good and you see that like the artist walking around and you go and go hey I really like your set and you just go oh thanks like all right fuck you yeah and you're like <laughs> and it's like I feel, you I feel know, like an I'm asshole sure all these people get this all the time but it's like for me every time anybody gives me a compliment like my heart just gets like two times bigger like yeah. it's it because it's just something I never think is coming ever ever yeah. ever ever and when somebody compliments and I'm like <laughs> you just like made my day today like it's crazy well prepare for a bunch of compliments on november 17th when grab bag is out because <laughs> it's I really good so. it's really good thank um, you i'm glad you much. like it thanks very much julie i yeah, just asked one final thing what do you uh, have coming up is there anything you want to plug or is there anything you'd like to say just before we wrap up oh nope i wish everybody the best of luck i wish myself the best of luck and i don't know what is yet to come i know it'll definitely be more music but as for now, that's pretty much all I can give you. Perfect. Thanks very much for your time. You've been very gracious. <laughs> yeah, no, no, of course. Thank you for, I mean, you asked some interesting <laughs> questions. The last interview was like, what songs do you sing in the shower? <laughs> all this shit. Was, <laughs> what's on your, but, what's but, on your Spotify playlist? <laughs> literally, it was like, I, I don't want to fucking throw anybody under no. the bus because <laughs> some of these were fun, but they were like, do you like dinosaurs or dragons? And I was like, dinosaurs but also who gives a fuck like i don't know what this is why are we talking about this so like <laughs> i get why people compliment your writing you got some good questions thank you very much appreciate it it's very nice of course. and uh hopefully next yeah. uh, album release loot again yes for sure definitely i'll make sure you you were a good person to talk to thank Thanks you very, very much Julie. i really appreciate it bye of course <laughs> have a good one Thank you for listening to that episode of postbornout.com interviews. We hope you enjoyed and stay tuned for more.